All right, so I don't know what we're calling this because we're, um, I would call it like season two okay. of, um, we used to call it the Lockdown Podcast. Yeah. So this used to be the Lockdown Podcast. And the reason why it was called the Lockdown Podcast is because we started the podcast with uh, Francis, who mm-hmm. was our youth ministry director back then. Um, it, was, it We were in lockdown. Like it was literally during COVID. And yeah. so that's, that's, I don't know if we're going to keep the name or not. I don't know <laughs> if this podcast has a name or not. But, but anyway, I want to introduce you guys uh, to Ronnie. He's a good friend uh, of mine. We talk about everything. We talk theology. Yeah. We talk business. We talk just all kinds of stuff. People. people. Lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. So what, why don't you give, for those, of, for those that are watching or listening who don't know you, why don't you give them just a little backstory of who you are? Yeah, well, uh, first, um, it's a Christian podcast, so I'm Christian. Um, I have been saved. What if it wasn't? You wouldn't be Christian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, on a Mormon podcast, I'm a Mormon. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, guys. I am uh, uh, saved by the blood of Jesus, you know? uh, the Imago Dei, the, the um, first and the last, Alpha and Omega. Um, and uh, I'm Christian. Um, I've been Christian since I was 16 years old. Uh, saved at 16 years old. Um, I would say now confidently, you know, I'm a Christian entrepreneur. Um, I'm in the energy game and by energy, I mean solar. Um, a lot of people from the congregation are going to hear this and, and laugh because, oh, Ronnie's talking about solar again, <laughs> even though I never talk about <laughs> well, it. Well, it's your thing. I mean. <laughs> so um, I'm in solar, um, married. Uh, I, don't, I guess that's it, basically. Um, your wife is yeah. an author. My wife is an author. I was going to talk about my wife in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to like tie in the entrepreneurship yeah. with Christians and, mm-hmm. and how what she does. And um, my wife is an author. Uh, she has two books out, In Between Horns and Wings and Heavy as a Crown um, by Jasmine Parra. She, uh, available on the, Amazon? Available on Amazon, yeah. absolutely, right now. Um, she was supposed to change her last name to Rubio, but she started the books beforehand, so she just stuck with Parra. Whatever. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's, it's, it's a better uh author name uh, we googled it um but yeah uh married for geez louise what's it been almost three years going on three years oh, yeah. i can't believe it's been three years dude wow yeah, you married us in that 212 degree weather that was a crazy that was a crazy <laughs> wedding it was fun though it was an it was an honor um, yeah so i guess one of the things that i think is interesting about this guy is the fact that he is a christian entrepreneur and he is a business he's a basically a business man and one of the things that we've talked about in the past is how do we intertwine, uh, let's say, uh, economic prosperity or you know wealth mm-hmm. with Christianity in the sense that there's so much to say about the health and wealth gospel. And mm-hmm. sometimes we take it to the extreme and saying, hey, yeah. if you have money, then you can't be really a follower of Jesus because you know there's this kind of opposing doctrines. One's right. the poverty doctrine, which right. the less you have, the more you suffer, the more you're serving Christ. And then there's the opposite, yeah. which is the prosperity gospel, yeah. which basically says, it. yeah, the more money you have, the more God's blessing you. Right. So how do you kind of navigate that that whole thing? Have you had like pushback? People like question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had, um, man, I've had a lot of pushback. I remember there was, the, the, just like going into the journey, like I want to like, say everything right and it's so weird because so many times i actually like had a lot of doubts becoming an entrepreneur and you know entrepreneur or like in sales you know whatever like you want to call it um it's basically i'm living off commission and um when i did take that step it was like minimum six months of prayer and you know 
asking advice from you, from a lot of other people, um, whether I should take this step or not. And I'm so happy I did. Mm. But to answer the question, like, how do we, you know, walk that line of like prosperity, prosperity gospel and, you know, the um, poverty gospel where if it's like if you're suffering and you're poor, then you're good. You're in the elite Christian status. Right. Um, Those are just two extremes that have hurt the church, I believe. Um, Prosperity gospel, obviously, you know, and I'm so happy at, you know, your your the sermon. I want to text you this. and I didn't text you, but Mm. I might as well tell you in person on the podcast. But you didn't really, you know, oh, this isn't, you didn't, when you said it, you're, you're, you know, when you were talking in the sermon, you were saying, you know what, it's our purpose. We have to find our purpose. We have to work for our purpose in Christ. Mm-hmm. You didn't have like this, oh, P.S., this isn't, this isn't prosperity, mm-hmm. you know, gospel, mm-hmm. right? I'm glad you didn't mention it because who cares what the prosperity gospel says and what, what whatever they, you know, claim, you know, you're just preaching what the Bible is saying. Right. We have work to do. There is work to be done. The um, harvest is plenty. Laborers, laborers mm. are few, you know, so there you have to be, you know, willing to work. How much is too much money? <laughs> how much is too much? How much money <laughs> can you give away? Mm. OK, let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. Because honestly, like because we've talked about that before and, uh, you know, I won't I won't give away what I what I think your future is going to look like, what, what I see your next 10 years is going to look like. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we've talked about is um, the whole idea of generosity and how your yeah. heart for accumulating wealth is not really, it's kind of a weird way of saying it, accumulating is yeah. not your goal. Your goal is to be able to basically make as much money as you can to be able to give as much money as you can. As yeah. Well. And, and, and it's like the, a lot of people say money is a tool. But I also think money is a measurement tool, too. A lot of times you can buy a platform. And if you look at, like, a lot of Christians in history, they've always kind of took hold of the culture. And, like, I know people are like, no, no way. Look at the culture now. Mm. But if you think about it, like, let's just name a few people. I think, like, Bach. I forgot his actual full name, but Bach. Johann Sebastian. There you go. Johann Sebastian Bach Mm. would say... He would make music, write music, solo, solo Deo Gloria, right. for for God's glory. Um, J J R R Tolkien just basically changed all of fantasy and started the foundation of fantasy books and movies. And now they have a, a really bad Amazon show. And what's that show? that's basically the prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah, is it it's, terrible? It's horrible. Oh, no. It's horrible. I'm not a big movie Lord of the Rings fan, but I appreciate the Lord. Mm. But J.R.R. Tolkien was a Christian. There's Christian yes. principles in his book. Right. Well, him and C.S. Lewis were pretty close, right? C.S. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis at Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. So they made a good amount of money. There's a lot. Bach made a living off writing. I mean, off, off music. I think money is like a measurement tool for a platform that we can preach the gospel in. And, you know, it, but it's a very fine line because you could say, oh, Lord, I'm going to give when I am a millionaire or I'm going to give when I'm making all this money. Nope. If you're not giving when you have little, you're not going to give when you have a lot. Mm. Like, I think that like that's something that, you know, we can use as an excuse of. But if I just have a platform, Lord, then I'm going to, you know, preach the gospel. Well, no, preach the gospel now. And when you start preaching the gospel, your preaching would be 
louder. It'll be louder and it'll be, you know, heard with by even more people. Mm. But start now versus, you know, starting when the Lord gives you what he wants, you mm. know, what you want. Yeah. You. I heard somebody once say uh, money doesn't change people. It just highlights who you really are. Yeah. So if you if you make a little bit of money, you're going to be a little bit of a jerk if you're a jerk. But if uh, you make more money, you'll just be more of whoever you actually are. It doesn't really yeah. change you. It just highlights what you are. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that. And I've seen it. Mm. I've seen it. You know, um, it's it's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate. And, you know, w- what is hard, right? What's really hard is when you do become a you do become wealthy um, or I'm not saying I'm wealthy, but what if you do become wealthy, a lot of times the temptations come too. So mm. it's even more so that you have to be, the more money you get, the more in tune you have to be with God's will. Right. And aligning your will with God in prayer and in the word sometimes will like, you're not going to buy certain things or you're not going to do certain things with your time, even though, that's like nothing to you because of the money in your bank account. Does that, mm. does that make sense? It does. You know? Um, so I, I've, I've seen it to where it, it, money does emphasize what you, what you really are. You know, if, if you have a weakness in one aspect of your life, then the having money is going to emphasize that weakness. Mm. So, but it's, it's a journey. I think, you know, building wealth and stuff like that is a journey. I think the biggest thing with me was you have, pastors that are saying you know um if just like jesus or just like david you're gonna conquer your goliaths or like if you you know how jesus said that um therefore i mean okay off the top of my head jesus claimed to do something and then we are supposed to be like jesus and claim to do something so if we claim oh i'm a millionaire then that's gonna happen to us or i'm a billionaire then it's gonna happen to us no that's not how it works also you know, we have pastors that are saying that we lose down here, that that Christians are just going to lose the battle. And you don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the eschatology and like that, you know, doctrine of. You know, but to say that and these pa- this pastor who said it is like a multimillionaire who said it. What did he say? We lose down here. OK. Christians lose down here on this earth. And this is a guy who if he lost if he is losing, like, let's all lose. <laughs> Dude, I want to lose hard, <laughs> you know, but that's part of, he won't say it. What did he think he meant by that though? It's, it's, it's an end times view. You know, we're not, you know, it's an end times view. You know, we're not going to um, stop the persecution. We're right. not going to stop that. So things are getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Things are getting worse, you know, um, but I think that it's, it, he, he uses, he, and it, like, he used the example of the prosperity gospel to do an overcorrection of saying like, we're just going to lose down here. Like, what's the point, Mm. you know? And I've seen it in culture. I've seen it like through history, the past 50 years, Christians are just kind of like, Oh, you know, Jesus is coming back tomorrow. What's the point? Why bother? Why bother? Why start a business? Why, you know, buy properties? Why invest in some? Jesus is coming tomorrow either way, you know? So something I preach quite a bit about is, is a, is a separation that I don't know if the separation is as clear as I sometimes want it to be, but I want, I'm curious to know what you think about this. So I've made, I've talked about, um, you know, Jesus and your purpose. Okay. Right. So for example, you come to this Rick Warren once said this in his, I can't remember which book, but he said at the end of your life, God's going to ask you two questions. Now, nowhere in the Bible, you're going to find that he's right. going to ask you two questions, but it's basically, basically saying the Bible 
leads us to believe that there are two important questions that we should answer mm -hmm. before we die. Number one is, what did you do with my son? Right? God right. is that, what did you do with my son? Did you mm -hmm. receive him? Did you reject him? That's a salvation question. Mm -hmm. And then the next question is, what did, you, what did you do with what I gave you? Yeah. So the first is a salvation question. And the second question is a question of purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, so the problem becomes when you're a follower of Jesus, this is what I grew up believing. When you're a follower of Jesus, basically you have to do as much as you can right. to earn God's approval. And then at the end of the day, he's going to look at your life and he's going to say, hey, you know, yeah, you're you good enough. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did pretty well. Like you didn't yeah. sin as much. You tried really hard. So now you can come in um, where at where I, I don't see that. I don't see that in the scripture. Like like mm -hmm. it's been preached to me my whole life. They, God's going to look at your life and he's going to say you were you know, more good than bad. Yeah. So now you can come in. I don't see that. Mm -hmm. All I see is, is receiving Jesus by faith, receiving his sacrifice, his complete sacrifice for you as a free gift. Right. Then there's an invitation and this is on you. This invitation mm -hmm. is on you, which is, are you going to listen to the calling on right. your life that God has? And you right. can miss it. So yeah. arguably you can be saved with, without, ever finding your purpose yeah. and just kind of, you know, making it into heaven yeah. as one escaping through the flames. Right. 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 Or you can heed God's calling mm -hmm. like Moses did with a burning bush and go full on into right. what he called you to do. I don't yeah. think it's a question of salvation. I think it's a question of purpose Yeah, and we can miss it. Yeah. No. And I love when you said that. Um, I mean, you got it from another pastor, but you know, whatever. We'll just talk about it. Um, Which when, one? when you said, uh, you know, it's like we go every Sunday, we huddle up and then, oh, you yeah. know, we are. Right, I think it was Francis set, Chan that said Oh, that. was he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, we huddle up and we go, all right, set, you know, yeah. go. And then we all go to the bench. We'll go to the right? bench. You don't do anything. Um, but, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. Um, and it's like really weird because um, when building our purpose, I think God has actually laid out a lot of principles just speaking about entrepreneurship and like building wealth creating wealth f for us for our kids for our kids kids mm. um alex hermosi do you know alex hermosi i do okay alex hermosi is an atheist basically a nihilist 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 yeah he's like everything is just garbage yeah we're just molecules in motion we're just you know overgrown germs mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. okay he loves the book of Proverbs. Oh, I didn't know that. He loves the book of Proverbs and he uses the book of Proverbs in his business. Hmm. You're going to have a tough time arguing with me if you think <laughs> the book of Proverbs was just for Alex Hermosi to benefit from. <laughs> like I'm serious, like I'm serious, like there's book of the book of Proverbs is such a juicy like entrepreneur people are going to give me so much flag entrepreneurial book mm -hmm. like there's so many things you can yeah. take out of yeah of the book of proverbs and then go hey you know what like this will help this mm -hmm. this concept will help this principle would help um in my business or this principle would help in just saving money yeah. you know um living below your means right um i think it was tony robbins that he had said you know you know, if you say it then that's how a man is and you think it or whatever it is mm. but it's basically a proverb and it's basically a proverb. And I'm just like, how many non-believers are getting the Bible, using principles of the Bible, and building their wealth, and they're the ones framing culture. They're the ones that are actually doing and spreading whatever they want to spread, right? Their version of the gospel. 
and Christians are just like, Jesus is coming tomorrow. Mm. Hmm. Jesus is coming tomorrow. We're good. Just okay. holding on, just doing it, the bare minimum. Yeah, you it, know, it, it's just it's it like it doesn't mean now. Not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. Not mm-hmm. everyone is going to be a millionaire. You know, not everyone's going to be a billionaire. Not everyone does that. You know, but and, do do you think like regardless of if if it means being a millionaire or billionaire or or walking into like a business concept or yeah. being an entrepreneur, like do you believe that everyone has sort of a specific thing? Yeah. that God has wired them to do 100%. That if they don't pay attention, they're just going to miss it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think, I think there, uh, um, there's O linemen, there's receivers. Um, it's, dare I say there are some quarterbacks, like I think pastor, you're a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, you're a distributor or a facilitator, you know, that's hard. That's a hard position. Cause in, in the NFL, uh, if you're a quarterback, you get blamed for everything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> so, so I think that, you know, you, you could, you know, you obviously want to say, you know, Jesus is the quarterback mm-hmm. of any of everything, right? Jesus is the, you know, he calls the plays and he throws the ball and he catches the ball yeah. and he blocks and he, but Jesus has privileged us, you know, and equipped us, yeah. you know, in, in his, uh, it's Ephesians 10, you know, we have been made for good works, you know, we are God's handiwork, right? And that's something that we should put into practice. Mm. Now, I don't know all the pastoral levels and how far this goes, you know, uh, you know, systems wise, but I do believe like historically we can look and there's uh, Christian entrepreneurs now that are like coming out. Ryan Pineda is one like, you know, Patrick Bay David, even though, you know, everyone's going to say, well, he's not really a Christian or he is a Christian. I don't know. He says he's a Christian. I'm going to take his word for it. Mm-hmm. You know, good. He doesn't preach prosperity gospel. Yeah. You know, he's just an entrepreneur. And he had like this awakening, like in a moment, mm-hmm. he's the, he's the one that said, uh, something to the effect, like he had this miracle happen in his life. That's mm-hmm. the guy. He always wears a suit. Yeah, Patrick David. I, I, is it? Is, is that what happened to him? I don't know. But he's a guy I that forgot. wears a suit, right? He's yeah, like he wears maybe a suit like all in his fifties. He's like forty-five. Forty-five. Okay. Yeah. He's so forty-five. Patrick David Valuetainment. Was he re- was he recently on the Joe Rogan Experience? Do you know? Slightly recently, but I don't slightly think recently. He was, yeah, I don't know if it. I okay. Forgot. He well, was on there. He I'm gonna look, there. I'm gonna look it up, and I'll, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll I'll add a little clip. Um, I think there's a moment he talks about his encounter with God. He was an atheist before. Yeah, he was. And then he atheist. had this moment where I can't remember what it is, but it was like someone he hadn't talked to in three years, mm-hmm. and he was like thinking about this person, and then the person calls on the phone. It was something really bizarre like mm-hmm. that. And from that moment on, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if he would call himself a Christian or a Christ follower, right. but he does say, you know, I I, and he says, but the, my biggest fear is to uh, not be in the grace of God, like to escape his grace, something like that. I think that might be Patrick. Yeah, yeah. okay, that I'm going to look at it. Patrick. I'm gonna it look might it hit his biggest fear is to lose God's favor. That's, that's what it is. Okay, lose, so God's yeah, favor. Probably, lose God's favor. It's probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, Patrick but David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like he's he's a Christian. He's he's like a billionaire. Mm. I think he's going to be a billionaire. Yeah. You know, he started PHP, insurance business, whether you, you know, whatever you believe about mm. life insurance mm-hmm. and you know, multi-level marketing, like I, I have my reservations and stuff like that, but you know, he still built the business right? and he grew that, sold that, you know, replaced it. It's self sustaining. Yeah. You know, that's hard to do yeah. if you ask any business owner to actually get a business, build a business and then just leave and have it still function. Right. You know, you're basically trying to build a self-driving car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's hard. You have to have the right people. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then he started Valuetainment to talk more about politics. He started, um, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, and it's really cool. He's inspired me a lot. He's influenced me a lot um, with a, a few different things, but he's Christian. He's, mm. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to lose God's grace, right? right Whether right. you know agree with his, you know, 
church and his pastor or whatever, that's still the Lord being preached. Mm-hmm. That's going to plant a seed somewhere. Yeah. You know, and yeah. what I like the harvest is plenty. Laborers are few. Let's go plant seeds yep. as Christians as best as we can. Yeah. You know, um, again, you can still plant a seed in your workplace, nine to five job. I envy you if you have a nine to five job. I can't be there, but I envy you. Plant seeds in your job, plant seeds in your school, plant seeds in wherever it is, you know, and then when you do get a platform, if you do decide to, to grow your business and because and, if you grow your business, you grow and um, and if your business grows, your platform grows and your voice becomes louder. So as, as you continue to plant the seeds in every aspect of your life. Then there you go. The gospel is being preached. Amen. Praise That's right. God. Yeah. Um, praise God. By the way, I apologize for a little noise in the background. We have a gas leak in our church and we ha- we're under construction right now. So we're fixing us. So if you hear some noise in the background, I apologize. Um, I was going to ask you something else. Um, talk to me about the relation, the relationship between personal growth and business growth. Uh. How, how do those things uh, coexist? That is so, that's such a great question. I love, I actually love that. I, I'm so biased, but um, I think that every, like, every, okay, I'll answer it, like, indirectly by basically just telling a story of what happened, right? I, when I started entrepreneurship, when I just said full-time sales commission, you know, team building, leadership, when I did that is a lot of times where I line myself, I, I align myself with God. I relied on him so much. Because I thought I knew what I was doing, mm. and I probably did know what I was doing. But then you don't know how much you, how little you know till you like know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very weird, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, so I was like lining myself with God, Lord, like please, like help me, like guide me. You know, where, how do I, how do I get leads? How do I get, you know, networking? How do, how do I do, you know, these things? In the Word, constantly, I made a deal with God, and whether it's a deal, that's probably not the best way to put it, but. Um, I had I had told God, Lord, if I um, go into entrepreneurship, which is what I want to do, let's be honest, Lord, I want to do it. I promise you, every day, scripture, prayer, every day, scripture, prayer, scripture, prayer, and I it was it was it was fruitful and it was beautiful with me starting my business with the Lord. Mm. So, um, your question, what remind me of your question again? What was oh, that, so the what, question is the relationship between uh, the, yes. the growth of a business and personal growth. Yeah, personal growth. So, the my business has grown, and I I believe my relationship with the Lord has um, gro- grown, but also changed too. You know, um, in a good way. Mm. Um, but personal growth is you get you get your 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 you learn a lot about yourself and how much you think, you know, when mm. you get in front of a house and they're in front of a family who you're trying to help. And they're just like, like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? Like your character, your patience is tested. You know, your, your, your gut is tested. Your, um, you know, your, your are, it's an exposure. It's an exposure. You're 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 taking a test every single day, and you have to retake that test every day. And you're you're highlighted in a lot of your weaknesses. Like it's it you become very insecure, and then you have to get over that insecurity, only to find out that you're insecure about something else. <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. So yeah. it's like constant growth. You become more confident. 
you become, you know, um, more sure about, you know, your position in life. Mm. And it's really, you start, un- I feel, in my opinion, you can start unmasking your purpose in um, entrepreneurship and in your business growing, you know, um, you just, a lot of things open up. And a lot of things open up to you and you kind of go, oh my gosh, I can help out people in this area. I can help out people in this area. Someone's going to come to me and ask me for help. I can help them out with this, you know. Um, I think the goal personally that I have with me being an entrepreneur and me building wealth, um, I think the highlight is, the the person I want to be is this. I have an older sister. She's 12 years older than me. It's it's so weird. My little brother, and it's I have all half-siblings, but so I'm technically the only child, but I don't even like to think of it like that. But I have an older sister. Um, she was 24 years old when she had Daniela, my niece. And my oldest sister had my niece, and my sister's college-educated teacher, her husband, college-educated architect. And um, Daniela, I believe she had a uh, like a protein allergy. Okay. I was 15 years old when she was born, right? 14 years old, um, when my niece was born. And I couldn't really help my sister. I didn't even know about this till years later. But um, she had a protein allergy to milk. Like in breast milk, she had certain formulas. It was a financial stress on my sister. Mm. Um, and she, I think she had even, um, I hope she doesn't get mad if I say this. Um, oh, well. Um, but it, she was um, um, going to um, food stamps, I believe. Basically government help. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how am I in this position? She's Christian. She's, you know, loves the Lord, but she's like, Lord, why am I in this position? I'm my husband's college educated. I'm college educated. Why am I asking for government help here? It's like, you know, but it's because of my niece's allergy. So let's pretend we swap it. I'm 12 years older than my sister. And my sister just had her first child, right? Just had Daniela. Would I be in a position to tell my sister? Oh, she has this protein allergy. Yeah, it's going to cost us whatever amount. Don't worry, I got it. Don't worry about it. I I will take care of whatever she has to take care of. Don't worry about it. And I want to be in that position to where if anything happens to any of my loved ones, to just say, I got it. It doesn't matter. You know? So in personal growth, when your business grows, this was kind of like revealed to me when like I started making a little bit more money. You're, you're like, you're going to secure a lot of what your nephews and nieces, well, my nephews and niece, you're going to secure a lot of the things that they're going to do in the future. So to me, that's personal growth because I'm I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking more for my family and other people. Does that make sense? That's really interesting because that's definitely a, bi- a biblical principle as well because the logic in my mind is if you're going to be a businessman, the goal is just make as much money as possible yeah. for yourself. But if your focus is uh, on serving you know, your mm-hmm. brother and sister, um, you know, serving the people around you, which I think that that's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's like hacking the system a little bit in the sense that at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to gain more as a result of focusing yeah. on helping others rather than focusing on yeah. helping yourself. Like, how can I help you? Yeah. You know, and people can feel that too. Like, like uh, clients, right. Mm-hmm. They, they can feel when, when you're in it for yourself mm-hmm. uh, and they can also feel it when they, when you genuinely want to help them and yeah. you genuinely have this product that you truly believe in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's so funny. This is so weird. This has happened recently right before Christmas. Um, I had a, a lead, um, you know, we had a lead generation and, and um, I had called her, her name was Nora and uh, I called her up 
and you know i try to set up an appointment and she's like oh i'm busy i have a i have a study tuesday and i was like okay you have a study tuesday i was like i kept talking to her trying to keep the conversation going just to see if i can get an appointment and in the back of my head i was like she's going to bible study she's going to bible study she's going to bible study i was like i was like nora by any chance your study tuesday is that a bible study and she's like yeah how did you know i was like this has never happened to me i was like nora i'm gonna be dead honest i think it was the spirit that told me i'm not even lying mm. and she's like oh my gosh yeah and she gave me the appointment oh nice. well i was like i was you know and she's still you know thinking about it but what i know is that she had another you know company go in and not to talk bad about any of the company but they kind of lied to her oh yeah and they kind of and so i was able to tell her hey that's not what you're supposed to do when it comes to, you know, the solar tax credit, right? Mm. Um, so thank God, praise the Lord, you know, she didn't go with that other company. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she was going, she was going to go with that other company on an underlying, you know, thing that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is very <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, we have, uh, we are a solar church. So our, <laughs> ch- our church is 100% on solar and, uh, we work with Ronnie's uh, company and, uh, we're, you know, so far so good. I mean, <laughs> we have, we've had no issues and it's, it's been, it's been truly a blessing. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that's on your mind? No, anything else you want to talk I about? I think it's good. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Pastor? Anything on your mind? What it's do you think? always something on my mind. Yeah, <laughs> there's always something on my mind. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be here for another four hours. No, I just, kidding. I just keep thinking about what I was asking you earlier regarding, you know, our church is you could call it a business. It's not a business per se. Yeah. You know, it's an it's definitely an organization. But I see myself as the church grows. I grow. Sure. As I grow, the church grows. Right. It's really interesting right. to me. Right. And and there's this sense of. When you, if you feel like you've got it all squared away, all together, like I know how to do this, mm-hmm. I think that's a very dangerous place yep. to be because I, yep. I am constantly feeling like I'm the wrong person for the job mm-hmm. in the sense that this is too big for me, Amen. which yeah. is perfect because the strength of God is revealed in your weakness. Yep. So yep. as you 100%. as you step out into okay, Jordan Peterson said this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jordan Peterson, Twelve Rules for Life. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, I, I like Jordan Peterson. I don't know if he's a, it's interesting because yeah, he, you don't know if he's a Christian. No. So he's like, <laughs> so do, weird. he's like, do you believe in God? And like, what do you mean by God? Yeah. You know, cause God can be so many things to so many people, but he, yeah. he has a whole lecture that he gives on the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus. But anyway, what I wanted to share is something that he wrote in his book called uh, 12 rules for life. And he says, this is really interesting. He says, you want to live like a life of purpose. A life that is alive mm-hmm. is a life when you live with one foot in the known and one foot in the unknown. Mm. If you have yeah. both feet in the in the known, then that's a boring, yeah. you know, purposeless life. If mm-hmm. you have both feet in the unknown, that's a reckless life. You're being irresponsible. You're yeah. taking too many risks. What you want to live is a life where you have one foot in the known, in the familiar, right. and then another foot in the unknown. So you're always having to create that yeah. space for, let's say, God to come through um, or that space where you have to grow into it you have to so right. whatever you're doing i think should feel a little bit too big for you you should feel a little bit awkward because as you know um you can't grow in your comfort zone no if you you're can't. comfortable you're yeah. not growing you gotta you gotta be uncomfortable um i think just even new believers where it's like if they feel comfortable uncomfortable preaching the gospel well you should preach the gospel yeah you grow when you preach the gospel yeah 
And now that you mentioned that, I do think that, um, cause like I, I, in my journey, I remember where there was a time where I wasn't as in tune with what I was saved. It was during college. I was actually really angry at God for a while. And it's so weird because I think that I, I was aligned with God and really in tune with the spirit and, and, and basically following as I should have been, um, not as angry. Right. Um, I think I would have seen a lot of writing on the wall. And like, now that you say it's like, now that you mention one foot in the un, un, unknown, one foot in the known think, let's just say hypothetically, let's just pretend Christians just consider entrepreneurship. Let's just say, mm, right. Mm-hmm. The reason why I would implore is because there had been so many signs that I should have been an entrepreneur or that like, I think the Lord was leading me to be an entrepreneur. The biggest one was I had a class in college. It's crazy. I had a class in college. It was like a how to study college class. And we took a personality test in that class. And I, w- I, I graduated with finance, business administration. So you would assume I'd be tested into that. I would test into that group. Mm. So we all took a personality test. Everyone who was in teachers and psychology and children, you know, was in one group. Um, political science was in the other. Um, business administration finance was in one group, which I was not in. And then there was highway patrol, firefighter, police officer. I got tested into highway patrol, police officer, mm. um, paramedic into those, which is really weird to me. Mm. I was like the only one. Mm. Like it was at a point where the, the teacher had asked me, the professor had asked me, what's your major? And I said accounting and the entire like class laughed. Like it was like weird. I wasn't trying to be funny. I just said what I was majoring in. Um, but turns out years later, my friend told me who was his girlfriend at the time was who, who is uh, my friend Lewis. He's uh, um, his girlfriend at the time is, was in psychology, and who's she's his wife now. Um, and she he told me to take the test again, so I got tested. The best jobs were paramedic, but on top of that, the paramedic, firefighter, police officer, entrepreneur was in one of those categories. So I was like, what the heck? I believe in my heart of heart that if I would have truly asked God to guide me during that time, because I was really angry at God at that time, mm. I think I would have got that sign. I really would. So mm. I implore Christians, pray on it. See if it makes sense. You know, if it does, great. See if the Lord is telling you to do it. If it, if he d- tells you not to do it, then great. If the Lord tells me tomorrow, Ronnie, you're going to have to go get a nine to five job. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to go kicking and screaming, but okay, Lord, like it's what you want. Yeah. You know, um, but but yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Hey, this was good, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, thank you for joining me here. It was a good conversation, yeah, and we should do this cool. again. We should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next time, let's come up with a name for the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, so so far that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's li- listening right now, watching, and you have a, an idea for a name, uh-huh. you know, that would kind of encompass, yeah. you know, this type of conversation. It's yeah. kind of you know, churchy, it's kind of, you know, Christian yeah. pastor. Can I, can I come up arrogantly with the suggestion? Is Uh-oh. Okay? Yeah, of course. Can I, can we just name it DFCP? DFCP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be first Christian podcast. We could do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put that, we'll put that name in, uh, in the jar. There you go. In the jar <laughs> with the, the hundreds of other names. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I we're taking see. suggestions. All right. There we'll see what we what we decide if we ever decide 
Uh, but for now, it's the lock the lockdown lockdown podcast, podcast. which I kind of okay. like the name. It's nice. I'm not sure though. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys, have a good one. I'll see you guys next time. All right, guys, have a good one.